0: Hello and welcome everyone to episode 28 of the Apt EVs podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rogers, and today we'll be talking about the Terra news for the week between September 12th and September 18th, 2021. In this week's episode, I'll be talking about a few update videos from Terra and more. Hello I hope everyone had a great week. I'm glad to be back to our regularly scheduled programming. There is a, a, a pretty good response to last week's episode, the conversation with Michael Wu from Converge Strategies. And, and I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, this week's episode, I wanted to, before I jump into the news stories, I wanted to kick things off very briefly with my take on an ongoing discussion that's been a big deal within the electric vehicle world in the U.S. for the past few weeks, and that's been discussions of President Biden's focus on incentives for incentivizing the adoption of electric vehicles, specifically including a focus on unions and automakers that are supported by unions in the legislation. This has frustrated many electric vehicle enthusiasts because the company that largely has advanced EVs the most, Tesla, Maybe put at a, a disadvantage against competitors who a had or have very little interest in EVs, and b require subsidies in order to be cost competitive with the market leader. And so, just a few quick thoughts that I had. First, I believe that expressly bringing unionized auto workers and making accommodations for them in this legislation is unequivocally a good thing because it helps to align the interests. Of a very politically active group with the clean energy transition if we want people to start driving EVs then we need that the hundreds of thousands of workers and the millions of people that they support to either be on board with electric vehicles or at least neutral to the idea instead of fighting against it in short if Biden is able to get auto workers on board with EVs, it will put more long term pressure on auto dealers, the fossil fuel industry, and everyone and anyone who's currently fighting against EVs. If the government incentives are, are truly valuable to Tesla, then, then they'll encourage their employees to form their own non United Auto Workers Union to satisfy the requirements. And let's leave it to them to decide what the best option is. In the meantime, let's not lose sight of what is a huge opportunity for the ev industry for a huge win to bring along a a significant political group next up kicking off this uh, update for the week is actually from a couple weeks ago i wanted to talk about the the new entry in aptera's maker series this one focusing on solar the video featured a stylish and appropriately sunglassed and as yet unnamed solar mechanical lead for Aptera, who spoke about engineering and development of the solar modules that feature quite prominently in Aptera. And as someone who works in the solar industry, it was interesting to learn about what Aptera focus on in the design of their vehicles. The presenter mentioned that they're trying to balance, and this has been a challenge, reliability, durability, and efficiency, which I imagine is leading to some real tough decisions that they're having to make right now. I would imagine that the main challenge is something along the lines of this. In order to protect the solar cells from damage, that is from vibrations, hail, road salt, etc., they need to cover the panels with some sort of protective coating, substance, epoxy, or whatever. However, the thicker and more protective that substance is, the worse the efficiency and the performance would be of these solar panels, and so they're having to figure out how do we protect these enough while also making it so that you know we're getting that average or you know that high performance 40 miles a day in, in in sunny areas. He, the the presenter also mentioned um, uh, reflectance, which is something that I I hadn't even considered. You know there are probably restrictions and regulations on how reflective a material can be on a car. You know, for example, you can't put mirrors on a car, which would also impact perhaps the design of the, the solar cells. Maybe not, but you know, I can imagine that's a consideration when they're trying to cram on as much as they can there, and that would lead to further design challenges. And all of those considerations are balanced against what was, for me, the coolest reveal in the video, which is that Aptera expects the solar cells to be changeable and upgradable by users. That is, as efficiency improves of solar cells, you could potentially in five years, 10 years, bring your Aptera into a shop and bump up the expected miles per day from 40 miles to 50 or, or 60 miles. And I have no idea how they're going to manage to make cells that are ultra durable, perform well, and that you could also remove them fairly easily or in a straightforward fashion after a few years. Overall, I'm excited to learn more as the company moves closer to launch about the solar design. Next up, I want to talk about, again, from a couple of weeks ago, there was another of the monthly update videos. And in the September video, Chris Anthony, co-founder of Aptera, spoke about how they're continuing to work on the beta versions of the vehicle. Uh, they've completed all body tooling for the the beta vehicle, apparently, including um, suspension, glazing, enclosures, and refining the interior and electrical systems in the car. And I, I can't I can't claim to fully understand what that means. Um, I guess the the tooling for suspension, glazing, and enclosures, but that's good to hear that they're continuing to move forward in preparing for manufacture of the vehicle. Chris also mentioned that worldwide supply chain disruptions have have continued to present challenges for the design of Aptera. And shout out to they um, a, a, who sent Aptera several bags of their potato chips to combat the current chip shortage. Um, Chris Anthony also spoke about the hiring of the new Vice President of Production and Procurement, Pablo Yukar, who will be bringing experience from SpaceX and Faraday Future. And that's something that was, was spoken about a, a few weeks ago. Chris Anthony mentioned that Pablo will be helping the company get to their goal of producing 40 vehicles per day, which would, if I'm doing my math correctly, would get them around a thousand vehicles per month, which I guess would take them about a year to get through. The current amount of subscriptions or pre orders that they have. They're also continuing to develop their modular manufacturing approach that will allow components to be built in small stations that are reconfigurable, and that sounds exciting. Uh, Pab will be working, I guess, with, with Rausch on, on that, as well as Sandy or Monroe and Associates. Um, uh, Chris Anthony also mentioned that the ongoing Maker Series will continue, and so I look forward to more short clips from different engineering and technical staff at Aptera. And lastly, he wrapped things up by stating that Aptera is continuing to get ready to debut the Luna prototype. That will be the last of the alpha builds, the one that that looks primarily silver. Um, And I guess that has some sort of illusions or focus on musicians. And for the last story of the the, this episode, I want to talk about a 15-year-old recording that I just discovered, uh, courtesy of last week's guest, Michael Wu, from that features Amory Lovins, who is the chairman of the Rocky Mountain Institute, and who is discussing the hypercar of the future. It's a, a conversation. I'm going to include the link to this in the show notes from December 2006. Although it's focused on arguments that he made in a book called winning the oil Endgame*, that came out in a year earlier in 2005 and the the relevance to aptera enthusiasts and the reason why i'm recommending it including the link is that the the bulk of his talk is about how the u.s could eliminate its need for oil by transitioning transitioning the auto industry to hyper-efficient lightweight vehicles built with composite materials Um, he even talks about how capital costs could be reduced because the lightweight human positionable vehicles would be cheaper to to make it in in other words he's basically describing Aptera before Aptera it's a a fun 30 minute listen um, you know to just hear about him theorizing of of how you could do this and what it would be like um, and Aptera is the company that's basically making that a reality. I, I guess I would say, to the extent of which I could critique a, a 15-year-old recording, is is that you know I I would say that you know his he was a bit more optimistic than I would have been, and that he has proven to be about the auto industry's desire to you know either be eager or interested at all in making any sort of changes that would lead to you know, more efficient vehicle design. You know, in fact, as, as we learned very just this year from the settlement with the EU, Volkswagen, Mercedes, Daimler specifically colluded not to compete on areas of clean emission technology. And so I guess his prediction that, you know, that that they would be interested in this in any way, shape or form seems, seems very much off. Um, but either way, I think that anyone who's interested in Aptera, um, I, I think it, it actually, you know, if someone is, is, is questioning ab- about, you know, this vehicle that looks very, very um, space age and looks odd and, and people are saying it doesn't make sense, Amory Lovins is a very respected thinker, uh, a respected individual who, who's very knowledgeable on all things energy. And you could basically send them this 30 minute video if you didn't send them a link to this podcast that would explain you know what aptera is why it's a good idea and why i believe that you know the technology that that it's putting forward really is the future and that they they really have a a huge opportunity to to shake things up And that concludes episode 28 of the Apt EVs podcast. I hope you found this episode interesting as always, and thank you for listening. If you also enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the Apt Terror movement. The Apt EVs podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM. Uh, if you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, please send those to. Apt EVs podcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at apt underscore EVs podcast. You can also send me audio messages through the podcasting website on either mobile or, or desktop. Um, lastly, if you want to support the podcast um, and if you really found it interesting, you can use my referral code for $30 off your refundable $100 deposit on your Aptera vehicle. I will include the link to that in the show notes along with the links to the video clips and the recording from the commonwealth club that were referenced in this podcast thank you to os50 for the song movies and in the words of jeff Kannada, think about what you put out to the world make it a better place